you're listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Behrens, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Behrens, 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Tactical Kitchen Show. Oh, are we back? We're back again. Episode 97 with long breaks between episodes. Yeah, we'll eventually get to 100, which would blow my mind. Like, initially when we started doing this, if you told me we would do 100 episodes, I'd be like, no way, dude. We would have already done 100 if we hadn't taken so many times off. I was going to say, at this rate, though, it'll take us by, like, the, the middle of next year to it's, get to 100. <laughs> I know. It's, it's funny. But somebody sent a message to me via Instagram the other day and was like, what? Is some, has something happened to y'all? Are y'all okay? Because they, you know, we haven't had a podcast out. We did one and said we were back, and then we disappeared again. <laughs> and <laughs> that was right. Wasn't that right before the election? It, uh, yeah, it was also right before our fourth grandson was born. And yeah, and so so go ahead, so do I, it. Had a baby, it's a boy. Had a baby, it's a boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> if anyone remembers that old commercial of "Had a baby, it's a boy." You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, about collect calls. It's just <laughs> hilarious. But so we had our fourth grandbaby, which we really had nothing to do with, except for my. it's my daughter's first. So there's been a lot of, I need my mom. Yep. And Melody has been diligently working on the cookbook to come. So that's cool. Yeah. It, I mean, I can't tell you a title because it has a working title right now, which we're not 100% confident on. Um, we're working with the publishers. And um, he says, I have a cookbook, but you have you have to do stuff I'm too. Just gonna, I'm just going to put it out right now. The majority of the work is being done by Melody, not me. Okay. He's tasted so, stuff. So although my name might appear alongside hers in the final version, you can just... When you, if you look at it, you can be like, "Yeah, Melly did most of this." I feel Steve like you're doing there. this, so if it sucks, you can fully blame me. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! 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 Trust me, I'm there uh, adding to content and reviewing. So if there's mistakes, it's just as much my fault as anyone. So oh, that's the editor's fault for missing it. That's we'll blame it. We'll blame that trust, third party. I don't trust editors. <laughs> so, so so we have been relatively busy as well as. Uh, you know, just trying to keep ourselves sane during the new uh, supposed COVID spikes and everything going on. And everybody knows what we're talking about. Yeah. And, and you know, it's coming up on Thanksgiving. Uh, what is it? Next week? It's next week. It's next week. This year has drugged by and flown by at the same time. I'm not even sure. Mm -hmm. But Thanksgiving next week, still kind of everybody's sort of in lockdown, but not really because we went out yesterday and it looks like people are shopping for Christmas. It's oh ridiculous the people It was out. so crowded out yesterday because uh, we needed, it's funny, we needed a battery. A battery. A single small battery for, <laughs> for the car remote. Yep. That was it. So we're like, well, I guess we got to go get a battery. And we went out and it was, it was literally like it was the holidays. That's how bad it was. I'll just say we have to drive 20 minutes to go get a battery. 
because of how how we live. How small our little town is. We don't have a stoplight. But it was nice because, like, for me, I know if a lot of you are probably in this position right now, if you have to work from home, maybe you've never worked from home before and all this year, maybe that's where you've been. And, and it gets to that point where, like, you just want to see people. You'll drive. You'll do whatever you got to do just to see some people. But then you get there. And now you don't see any people because everybody has on a mask. Everybody's wearing a mask. And and again, I'll go back to if you want to wear a mask, that's fine. No no hate or angst going your way. Uh, it comes to, again, and you have to understand who I am when I say this. I have risked my life. I have ran into a hell of bullets. I'm not afraid of dying. Okay? So this goes into my um, don't make me wear a mask because I don't fear death. You have to understand that. Not everybody is you. <laughs> not everybody feels that way. And I understand that. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but that's why I give pushback because uh, I've done things that uh, actually risk death on, on at, a, at a very extreme level. So having to wear a mask to uh, you know supposedly fend off a virus that has a, a 99.5% survival rate, it bothers me. It does, and I, I will say, because I, I'm out with you, and I we always have a mask with us. We're not, you know, ridiculous people. If I'm in a store and I see an elderly person and I don't have my mask over my face, I put it, I pull it up as a courtesy because I don't want anybody to feel worried or afraid, and I don't want to be responsible for someone getting sick, even though I don't think that it's really any use. I don't think it's any different than any other year with the flu. And I know people will will not appreciate that statement, but um, some people will, some people won't. But at the same time, we, we still do our part. And the biggest thing that everybody, of course, in the carnivore, keto, and health you know, space that we're in, we'll say that, how about let's go back and fix these underlying conditions. This would have been a really good opportunity for people being at home to, to do work, to work on that. And it's been a big piece of the puzzle that's missed by everybody who is in charge of the information over this, you know, particular crisis. Well, this has been going on since March. So, and we have been in the wear a mask lockdown mode for most of that time. And like Melody said, the emphasis was not on health. So since, just say since March, that you adopted a healthy lifestyle and tried to be uh, better in that realm, what do you, where would you be by now? By now, you'd be at a point where your, your health would be better and your immune system would be so strong, you would not need a mask. If you were exposed to a virus, you'd create the antibodies. And, and like most of these, and, and I'm going to go to you know, the NFL and, and college sports have been going on for a couple months now. Mm-hmm. And there's always NFL athletes who test positive for COVID. And then it's not a week later they're out playing football. Okay. And, I, and I've had people say, well, that's elite level athletes. Hey, man, I'm telling you, those elite level athletes' immune system, are no, they're, they're, they're no stronger than yours. And I guarantee mine is stronger than theirs. I, I have no doubt. Um, I haven't been to the doctor for for being ill in 12 years. I, I remember the last time I had to go to the doctor because I was sick, and that was in 2008. It's been a while for so, you. So it's been a while, and and that doesn't mean I can't get sick from something. I absolutely can, but I'm confident in my body's immune system because of how, how we operate, mm-hmm. how we eat, how we treat our bodies. And we're going to get into some immune uh, system-boosting ideas you can do that don't have anything to do with food. 
Right. And that's something that is important to remember is food is just one piece of the puzzle with the whole you know, lifestyle aspect of your health. And we did want to talk about a little bit of that today because the winter months are coming. They're coming. Thanksgiving's next week. And so obviously it's coming fast. And for depending on where you live, it might be super cold already where some people live. And, um, you know, it becomes harder and harder to get outside or to go to the, well, some people can't even go to their gym right now because places are closing down gyms again. So how are you going to stimulate those, you know, areas of your body where like lymphatic tissue and all that, where it starts to stimulate your immune system and you get that same sort of response as you might from a good long workout? Mm -hmm. Well, so uh, I've talked about Wim Hof before on this podcast and I'm going to talk about him again because uh, someone gifted me a Wim Hof book. Uh, that I hadn't read, so I was going back over it, and it's amazing how uh, I'm finding the things that I did probably two years ago that I kind of fell off. Isn't it like that with all the stuff we do? Sometimes we'll start, you know, you're doing eight things every day. You're doing all (laughs) these things, and then you feel good, and so what happens? You get busy, and something falls off to the wayside, and then another thing, and then another thing, and before you know it, you're not doing any of those things anymore. Right. And one of the things I do on a weekly basis is I have to coach these young athletes. And part of our coaching is not just physical development, but it's what we call mental resiliency. How do you build a mentally tough human to, so they can go through all these trials and tribulations and challenges they're, they're going to have to face and then mentally get through it? Because the people that quit, 90% of them mentally quit. There, there's yes. not a physical thing that, that kept them out of graduating. It was a mental process that they had going on that they quit. I think a lot of people can apply this to everyday life, too. You don't have to be a special operations, you know, war fighter to, to, to apply this to your life. This right. could be uh, you, you want to get out and exercise, mm-hmm. and you maybe physically could do it, but you mentally quit. Mentally, Well, mentally, you, you have a problem getting motivated, especially in the times right now. Like, it is difficult right now to get yourself motivated to go outside, especially when it's cold. Especially when, you know, you really can't, you can't go to a gym unless they want to wear a mask. I don't know if you guys can hear the keto train, but it's rolling. We want to acknowledge it because sometimes people are driving when they hear the podcast, when they're listening and they hear the train and it, and it, it freaks it, them out. Yeah. It shock, <laughs> they're like, where's that train coming from? I'm on the freeway. All right. So, so, you know, you've got to understand that uh, you can do these things that are very simple uh, in your own time and they're not difficult. Okay, so one thing that Wim Hof is really, uh, you know, known for is his breathing. And people are like, okay, breathing, yep, I got it. You know, Sounds simple. Sounds simple. So he has a a specific technique that he uses, and what this technique does is it it boosts your immune system. It's just a breathing pattern that he uses, and it is shown to boost your immune system. And he's proven this. This is not uh, conjecture. This is scientific evidence. He's done this in studies where they, they inject him with an endotoxin. And when, you know, all the people that get injected with it show signs of sickness, he does not. And they can actually track his immune system and show how he turns it on and turns it off. So him saying that he can do this is not just, you know, vibrato. He's actually proven it in a, in a scientific experiment. And that's something that when we talk about this, it it always makes me think of that movie like Limitless or that show, whatever it was. Right. And people took a pill and they they could do whatever. 
But this is like opening a door to your brain Mm -hmm. because your brain is like, I sound like a kid. It's like so powerful, you know? So (laughs) it is so powerful. It is. And we just underestimate our ability as a human to control our body. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that he can do is he can, he can, activate his vagus nerve and a lot of people for years have called it the uh basically a unused nerve like they thought the body didn't hardly even use it now they're saying it's a it's used but it's parasympathetic it's not something it's part of the autonomous nervous system you can't actively use it well he's shown that you can and that again it's just through breathing and now he does a lot of other things that that are also beneficial like like cold water therapy and now he lives in the Netherlands, so he has access to you know pretty much year-round cold water. We don't here. That's a it, problem. We, sometimes we're fresh out of cold water. It, and during the middle of summer, you can't get cold water in our house. It comes out of our pipes warm. Yes. It's ridiculous. So I, what has kind of turned this back on and, and had a, you know, not only did someone give me the book, but it's starting to get cold. So we have cold water back. So cold showers are a really good way to increase human growth hormone and also boost your immune system. Exactly. So, you know, when we were able to go to a gym that had a dry sauna and Mm -hmm. then we would go to the dry sauna and then you would go into the showers and because it was a huge building and it was real easy to get cold water (laughs) in those showers. And so you go straight from that dry sauna, that super hot sauna, right into that cold shower and shock your body. And when we were doing that, I felt so good. There were a few times when I was having some rough patches of sleep, but I've looked back and really attributed that to just my overtraining. Overtraining. And, um, but the, the dry sauna, the hot sauna, then the cold water, I think that really um, helped with the recovery as far as like muscle recovery, mm-hmm. keeping you feeling good. It, it was just, it's hard to replicate that at home because we don't have the dry sauna. But you can replicate, anybody can replicate uh, either in a cold bath or, you know, or you can do a, a cold shower. Just a cold shower. And I've seen uh, kind of, you know, different versions of this. There, there's one version where it's, it's cold as you can get for 20 seconds, 30 seconds. And then as hot as you can get for 20, 30 seconds and back and forth three or four times. But the it, it always ends on cold. Mm-hmm. And Wim Hof, he, he encourages you to start with maybe 15 seconds with cold, you know, one time. And then increase it as you go. And what you will find is that your ability to withstand the cold grows exponentially very quickly. I did it today. I did it. I've been doing it for... You know, a, a couple of days, but what's what's what I'm happening now is I'm able to turn all the water off and it just be cold, which is it's ice chilling cold now. Right, and I, I do that, and I started doing this. I think I told you about it a while back, like when it was still. I need to stop saying like when it was still <laughs> warm outside and the water was warm. Um, I would do the cold water only, but it was kind of just like tepid water. Yeah, right. It wasn't really cold. But it, it, if you do that every time, you grow with the water, <laughs> so to speak. So you become acclimated to that cold water. But I hadn't done it for a couple of weeks, and it, we did get a little bit of cold, colder weather at night, which makes our water colder. But the last couple of days, you know, I've done the ending with the cold shower, 
But I always, every time I wash my hair, I end with cold water because you're, you know, you're supposed to rinse your hair with cold water if you're a girl. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. Well, most of the ladies know that. Yeah. Ladies probably know that. Now, and now, again, a couple things that this does, the cold water will, it will increase your human growth hormone. That's, that's shown as well. But one of the other things that really has not been focused on as much is that it will work your vascular system. I think it also works your lymphatic system, mm-hmm. so which runs parallel with your vascular system. Right. So one of, the, one of the things that they've shown is that most people, especially you know when they start to age and they really don't they don't push themselves anymore, they don't work their vascular system. So the stronger your vascular system is, you know the the tiny little little you know veins and arteries and everything that goes throughout your body, they, they're they're muscles. And when you go into the cold water. They, they constrict very tightly and they start pushing blood towards your organs. So you're making them do that. You're working them. And what that does as well is it takes pressure off of your heart. So the stronger your vascular system is and how, how well it works will take pressure off of your heart. So that means your heart doesn't have to do as much work. Your, your blood pressure will go down. Your heart doesn't have to beat as much. So, you know, you probably only got so many beats left in you at this point. Are they regulated that way? <laughs> <laughs> so that's a that's a one thing that we don't do. So what happens is, and you see this with, with people, especially uh, older people, they're they're always inside. I don't know if you've ever went to somebody's house and walked in and went, "Holy crap, this house is so hot." My mom. Or "Holy crap, this house is so cold." If you notice, it's usually older people, and they and they will also dress in many layers before they go outside if it's cold, and they they will. Sometimes not even go outside when it's hot because it's too hot. And the reason is is their their vascular system is not working as it should anymore because they have not forced it to. You have to make that thing work. Right. And, you know, you do that through exercise. And then this is just a different form of exercise that, you know, you're not lifting weights. You're not running. You're just using water and temperature to control that. And is there anything that you have learned just cold exposure in general, just being outside mm-hmm. in certain temperatures. So, so the same thing with just getting cold exposure. So, if it's uh, you know, say it dips into the the 30s, and you just you know go outside in a pair of shorts and just cold expose yourself for five minutes, you're going to do the same thing because your vascular system has to react to that because your limbs are going to get really cold. And what you'll notice is the first couple times it will be uncomfortable to the point you're like. This is stupid. I just, I just <laughs> want to go back in the house. Uh, but then you will start to kind of get through the period of, of I'm too cold. I need to go in the house. And you'll get into the, all right, this feels really good. It really starts to invigorate your, your body and you like it. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that you were telling me a story about when you were uh, in Bosnia. Yes. Yeah, about being so cold. Oh, I was so cold. So, uh, you know, I went to Bosnia back in 95 when we did the original kind of like push by Clinton into Bosnia to to combat the war atrocities that were going on there. And they were. We saw them. Um, But what was interesting was I went from – I was in Texas, and I got recalled because I was stationed in Florida. I drove from Texas to Florida. Twelve hours later, I was on a plane from Florida to Brindisi, Italy. Stayed in Italy for three or four days, and then from there on, we went into Sarajevo. And so I went from, you know, this was December of 95, and it was pretty warm in the States. But when I got to Sarajevo, there was 30 inches of snow on the ground. It was freezing. And we literally lived on the ice rink from the Olympics. That's where we lived. 
So I lived in a tent on the ice rink with no heat. So it was a little cold. I was so cold. I couldn't keep myself warm. I, 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 would, I would wear all the clothes I had. Yeah. And that went on for a couple of weeks, maybe a month. And then uh, I kind of like all of a sudden I just acclimated to it. Like my body was like, okay, it's cold. We're going to deal with this. <laughs> and then I didn't need to wear any of my warm clothing anymore. Oh, and in addition to that, uh, you know, we were staying on a French uh, UN base. Um, we didn't have uh, hot showers. Oh, my god! We had to take cold showers. So, first of all, I didn't take a shower for like two weeks because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not getting in that water. And then you're like, well, I guess I have to. So, when you go to take it, we were taking cold showers. Or did other people tell you you had to? What, shower? Yeah. Were they finally like no, you Steve? To, it was so cold. You had so many clothes on. You could you could stink like a freaking <laughs> rotted piece of meat. And nobody would know. So um, you know, we started taking. I had to take cold showers. All that stuff acclimated me to the environment to to the point where I was there for about four months initially. Towards the end of it, I was wearing shorts and t-shirts, and it would be thirty degrees outside, and it did not bother me. Right. So the point of this is, you don't have to go to Bosnia. <laughs> and live on an ice rink to activate these same parts of your body. But brown fat, that's something that we haven't even mentioned yet with that. So you probably, during that time, really activated the brown fat that you had because that's what regulates your body, helps regulate your body temperature. Right. That brown fat, you know, creates heat. But, and here's the thing with Wim Hof. He's done this multiple times, and you can go look this up, where he puts himself in an ice bath. And, uh, you know, they put him in like a, it was like a thousand pounds of ice and kept him there for like eight hours or something stupid. Um, and his, initially his body core temperature went down to like 84 degrees where they say, if you get below 88, like that's it, you're going to die. Like if you don't get some type of external heat source, you're going to be hypothermic and you're going to die. Well, that happened. It was 88 degrees that happened. And he raised it back up to 94 degrees all by himself. Just by the, by his sheer will. Just by sheer will and breathing, he raised the temperature of his body to 94 degrees and kept it there with no external heat source. He did this for hours. Well, you know, I think the real important part of this is that this can be done by anybody. It can. He's not special. No, and he's he'll he'll tell you that. He goes, I am not special. There is nothing nothing that I have that no, that other people do not have. He goes, all I've done is I have developed this ability. Well, it's work. And I think you and I were talking about that yesterday when we were discussing this is um, because the studies that have been done on him, one thing that was disappointing was that he said no one cared. Mm -hmm. No one cared that you can activate your own immune system. Nobody cared. Right. And, and, and here's the deal. He did it himself. And then, of course, the scientist said, well, it's just you. You know, other people can't do this. And he said, give me, give me people and I will train them. So he took 10 people, and over the period of a week and a half, he trained them, brought them back to the same lab, and they did the same thing. They activated their immune system. So you can do it too. All of us can do it. But the problem is, is it takes some work. It takes individual work to do it. It does. And concentration. And you were you were doing some of the breathing this morning, and, and one thing that I know you mentioned to me was that it just takes so long. Well, it, it does take time. It takes about 20, 25 minutes-ish to get through the breathing program. And it, But it's not hard. It's very simple. It's, it's deep breathing down into, you know, you breathe down into your diaphragm, you exhale naturally, you breathe back in deep into your diaphragm, you exhale naturally. You do that 30 to 40 times. That itself is going to take you two or three minutes. Right. At least to get through that. And then 
on your last breath, whether you do 30 breaths or 40 breaths, on your last breath at the bottom. So you exhale all the way out and then you just stop and you just leave it there. And you, you kind of keep that state until you have to breathe. This could be 20 seconds. This could be 30 seconds. The first time I did it was, was 25 seconds. And that was yesterday. So I did it this morning and on my third iteration, I got to a minute and 15 seconds. So that's just one that's day of working one time. And one thing that I think I want to throw in here about this is what we started off with was talking about all the stressful things in the world. Mm -hmm. And one thing that this does besides activate your immune system, which is really important because on the flip side of that, all the stress lowers your immune system. This activates it, but it also puts your body into more of a rested, relaxed state. Correct. And it quiets your mind because it's meditative. It, it's absolutely meditation. It's very similar to what Buddhist monks do. They right. sit quietly and they focus on breathing. And that's what most people have problems with when they try to do just general meditation where they try to sit quietly and, and they try to not think. Mm-hmm. Impossible. You're going to think. You, you, you are going to think. It's really hard to not think. So Most you, of us are going to grab our phone right. after 10 <laughs> seconds. So, so uh, counting breaths gives you something else to focus on besides thinking. You're you're counting on your I'm sorry, you're counting on you're focusing on counting your breaths in and out. Now I recommend having something to either mark it down or I use my phone as a counter because you will lose track. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get the 30 slow, deep in and out breaths, you will lose track. You can use your fingers. Uh, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have any fingers. You can use whatever system you want. It's you know just figure out a way to track your breaths because I did it a couple times, and I'm like, was that 15 or was that 12? Am I on 17? Got a little lost in there. Yeah. I just did more. But you do that You do that three iterations. I'm sorry. I didn't finish it. You breathe 30 times on the 30th breath, on the way out, all the way out. You stop. You, you hold it for as long as you can. And then when you have to breathe, you take a deep breath, breath in, and you hold that for about 15 to 30 seconds. Let it out, and then repeat the process. Three times. So you do that three times. It's like, I would think, you know, just think of it to, for yourself as three rounds of a workout. It is. And so I did this this morning. I did it yesterday morning as well, but didn't work out yesterday. Yeah. So uh, I did it today, and I always start my routine in the morning with pull-ups and push-ups. That's my standard. So we have a you know great pull-up bar out back. And recently, I'm, I'm in the, I was always in the 12 to 15 number right now. Like I did 12 pretty – Pretty good. I could have to pause on the bar and do 15. This morning, after doing the breathing and going out to the pull-up bar, I did 20 unbroken. And yeah. then I got off the bar and did 60 push-ups unbroken. So those are numbers that I haven't been at recently. And I the only thing I changed was I did the breathing technique this morning, and then I went and worked out. That's awesome. I didn't do the breathing technique this morning. <laughs> so my workout was not super awesome today. But anyway, maybe somebody else can try it and their workout will be awesome. Yeah. I am going to start doing that because I think it's really important. And as we get into you know, months where you're not getting to sweat much, it's real important to find other ways to... A, release toxins because sweat is such a good way to do that. And for a lot of us, it becomes harder to get a really good 
quality sweat right. when it gets cold. And then, you know, it just releases toxins, but then also just stimulating your immune system by, you know, if there's days where you can't work out, this is a way, even on a rest day or recovery day, to stimulate your immune system and to stimulate your lymphatic system without having to stress your body. Right. And and I'm going to remove all of your excuses right now because the feedback you're going to get is like, oh, you know, we're really busy in the morning. I don't have time for that. It's not just the morning. You can do it in the evening. You can do it before you go to bed. Right. I know you were doing it for a while before we were going to bed and um, seeing how long you could hold your breath. And and you had worked up to like well over two minutes, 30 seconds. I was doing, when I first uh, was doing this last time, I think I got to three minutes and 45 seconds breath hold. Yeah. And that was was long. And that was not trying real hard. I wasn't as consistent as I, I could have been. Uh, I know there's people that can get to seven minute breath holds. Well, you know, something else we, we should probably throw in here is that with this being the time of year where there are respiratory infections that go around, Mm -hmm. this is really good for your immune system and you're using your lungs in a way that maybe you normally don't do every day, especially if you're not somebody who pushes yourself super hard cardiovascularly in a workout. Um, you might not ever get that really deep lung capacity, you know, that good lung capacity going. And this is so it's beneficial without, you know, having to get out and do a big, hard workout. And, and most people don't breathe properly. That's one of the things that I know we've talked about before is most people don't take full breaths. We take little bitty shallow, you know, shallow breaths and, and shallow breathing is not healthy. So when you learn to, to breathe deep and get full breaths in and out and you practice that, your body is going to feel better because now you're getting plenty of oxygen. Exactly. And that's going to just help you in mental clarity, um, just energy-wise, all, all different aspects of your health. Having good oxygen, it's going to make your blood cells work, you know, your red blood cells work better and take energy to your muscles better. Mm-hmm. So, And I didn't run this morning. Well, I did, I did I'm kind of... I'm trying to get some distance back because I, I slacked off on that. Um, so I just ran four miles this morning and I ran it about five to six minutes faster than I ran it on Friday just with the breathing. And there was something else I incorporated into my run, which is this one is funny. And I read this, I read a study people did. I tried to practice smiling while I was running. And I need to practice that all day long. So right it now. sounds it sounds totally weird, but I, I noticed when I really focused on it, I felt good. And there's an entire study that that talks about you know if people smile when they run, they run faster. So I try to kind of work that into my run. Now, did I smile a hundred percent of the time? No, I didn't because it's hard. It's hard to keep it going. But when I was going up up a hill, or I felt like I was getting fatigued, I went back to focusing on smiling, and I felt better. Like I just, I started to run. Which is so important because your mental attitude when you're, when you're doing anything is a big piece of the puzzle, whether you're just at work or you're working out or you're dealing with, you know, family members or, you know, just problems in general, being able to smile and, and tell yourself to smile. Um, it just changes the whole, the whole mood of everything. It does. It really does. And I would go as far as to say I think it's another immune booster. It, it is. 
It is. I mean, you know, they, they've shown, well, I don't know, smiling, I haven't seen that, but, you know, being happy does boost, boost your immune system. So even if you're faking the happiness by Fake smiling, it you make it. Violent, smiling when you're running is, is the, the epitome of false motivation. Like, I look like I'm motivated, but I'm really not. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't even smile my way out to do a run today. I like lifting weights, so <laughs> that makes me smile. Well, you can smile doing that, too. It doesn't But matter. I'm going to have to start incorporating running again because we talked about doing something coming up next year in June. Right. So we talked about doing a Spartan race. Oh, God. Just for, <laughs> for pure fun. For me, it doesn't have a huge appeal. But the reason why I want to do it is because my son, who's 17 now, he's a senior in high school, he's talking about joining the military. Uh, and he's, I don't think he, he's never done anything remotely hard in his life. Cause you know, he's a kid. What are they going to do? Cause where are his parents? Yeah. So, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have to do a whole lot of hard stuff, which is normal for kids. So I want to, wanted to get him into something that's hard. You have to run, you have to conquer obstacles and you're going to have to push yourself and it's going to suck. Right. I just look at it and I watch them and I'm like, Oh, there's a lot of monkey bar like things, which I could do when I was a kid. Isn't that what everybody says? <laughs> I, I could it. do that when I was a kid. I love well, that I'm 49 now and not a kid. I could do pull-ups. So there's a lot that I, I see when we watch those Spartan races that I'm like, I've got so many things to work on. But running is a huge part of it. And, um, you know, it's always just really hard to get back into something like running. But once I do, I say this every time, I love it once I start doing it again. And... It's just the it's just the initial. I guess I better smile while I'm doing it. <laughs> that will make it better. So Spartan race, it'll be fun. We're shooting for the one that's in June at the uh, Cowboy Stadium here in Arlington, Texas. That's what we're going to try to do. You know, I'm sure I'll have a good time if I can get uh, our son to kind of you know get involved, and, and he's excited about it. I talked to him about it. He said, "Yeah, he wants to do it." So we'll see. We even watched one on YouTube, and it didn't scare him away. Yeah, so, he said that looks fun. Yeah, so we're making progress here. But, you know, a lot of stuff looks fun from the couch. Oh, those stairs look like a blast from the couch, right? <laughs> Running the stairs of AT&T Stadium. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Is it AT&T Stadium? Did I say it, that right? It is at and I call it Cowboy Stadium because I, I hate corporate sponsorship of... I do, too. Of, it's the Cowboys' events. house. It's the Cowboys' house, man. That's where yeah. they lose. I mean, live. live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. Not a good year. Okay. We're having a hard time. We're having a hard time. You know, just on a, just a personal note with our, we play a fantasy. Is there anything other than personal notes on this there podcast? There is not anything <laughs> other than personal notes, but just off topic completely. Fantasy football. And I know everybody bailed on football this year, but we still play. We've had the same fantasy team. I got, I, I got horn swoggled. Whatever you want to say, into playing fantasy football. That's and hogwash. It's fully <laughs> whatever. So I just it, we're in a league where every time I look at my phone right now, somebody got hurt or or somebody's injured. Cry or me somebody, a river. I have no one left. <laughs> I literally have running, no one left. I've been left. running a fantasy football league, I think, since 2004. It's been a while. I know. So I felt bad bailing on people just because I was like, ah, I'm out. But So we're still running it. It's fun, though. I'm, I'm glad we stayed in it. You, well, you asked me, actually, did you put this person back in? I'm like, I didn't even look at it. Everybody's hurt. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm not even doing it anymore. Yeah. I gave up. But that's that's what went on with our week. We had a baby. It's a boy. Yeah. And uh, we're going to do a Spartan race. I might be crawling upstairs, but I'll smile while I'm doing it. Hey, you got like six months to train for it. I know. I'll be able to do it. So I'll, I'll come up with a program that will work, and, and you can train to it. Oh, Okay. That's actually pretty simple. I never follow a program more than a week Neither or two <laughs> because as soon as I do, I get super bored and bail on it. This right. is why I'm never going to be good at anything. <laughs> All right. Well, that's probably enough of, you know, personal notes for one day. Yep. Working on the carnivore book. And apparently now I'm going to be working towards a Spartan race. Everything else is going well. And that's about it. Yep. Well, hey, we appreciate you guys listening. We hope everything's going well in your neck of the woods and your world is turning in your direction. And we want you to smile while you're doing things and take some good, long, deep breaths. Hey, and you know what? Leave us a review. Oh, we don't and say smile that while you're doing it. And I really do like reviews because I want to hear what people have to say, good or bad. Okay, I like it. But hey, have fun. Go out there, eat fat, and prosper. Thanks for listening to The Tactical Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to btkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.